Moving right along, let's go jump into segment four for season seven, episode three, with the theme of evidence and outcomes. This is Privileged Women. This segment explores how privileged res women treat veterans and those who struggle with life in the real world. Now, with that being said, let me just jump back to last week when, um, or, or like a week ago, I had problems with um, with the car. So on Friday, I went to Gallup and I went to the um, I went to this um, auto shop called JNJA, or as, as I know a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of Navajo people say Jinjay. So I went to Jinjay Autos, and um, they were going to work on the um, the the wheel hub for me. And I know that it was it was pretty bad, so I finally got around to it. So, um, and they were going to work on it, but then this guy found out that there was a steering knuckle that wasn't really working, and I guess it cracked. So he couldn't really see it because you know it's kind of located inside the wheel the wheel assembly. But anyways, so he just told me, you know, we're going to have to order another piece. So maybe come back Saturday. And then I said, Oh, okay. He goes, but, um, it looks like you're going to have to leave your vehicle here. He goes, actually, you might have to come back next Tuesday because, uh, you know, I'm going to have to order it and it's going to take a while. And then, you know, to take it apart and all this stuff. So what ended up happening was the, the, the wheel bearings, I guess, um, there was sand and mud that got into where the where the bearings are and i guess all that sand and mud it dried it up and chewed it out and then since there was no bearings to keep the tire rolling the heat built up so much that when the tire finally cooled down it welded itself together so i think that's what caused the uh, wheel knuckle to break anyways so I ended up um, calling around trying to ask some people for some rides. You know, I was like, fuck, man, I wasn't expecting to get stuck and stranded here in Gallup. You know, I just thought it was going to be a simple, simple operation. And then I was going to be back on my way going home. But as it turns out that um, since that happened, it was a special part that needed to get ordered. And it probably wasn't going to show up till Monday anyways. So I was like, oh, fuck, man. So I was like, okay, you know, let me look at my resources. Let me go see, you know, who's available. I went to go see one of my buddies who works in one of the auto shops downtown Gallup. It turns out he didn't show up all week. I don't know what happened with his situation, but I was like, ah, damn it. And I tried to ask the employee for his number because he changed his number. I had the old number, so I couldn't get a hold of him. He goes, oh, sorry, dude, I can't give you that information. I was like, all right, fuck it. So on my way uh, towards, well, I finally got a hold of my cousin who was going to come all the way from Clagato, all the way to Gallup. I said, dude, I'll pay for your gas if you can just come pick me up because I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't really plan for it. If I knew this was going to happen, I would have definitely caught a ride with someone else. So anyways, I, so he was on my way. He was on his way and I was going to, I just told him, I said, I'll meet you at Wal- Walmart because I needed to get dog food for COVID and his fat head and his fat friends. And then a few groceries for my mom and like a few other things she requested. So that's it, you know, very simple from the highway 66 
street route of Gallup, New Mexico, over the, the uh, train tracks and over I-40, onto the other side, and down to Walmart. Very simple. So I ended up going to the radio station, uh, Millennium Media, and I walked up to the second floor. And this bitch, Maria, she is the receptionist there. She was always cool with me. And this is the one time where she became a stuck-up bitch. And this is what really pissed me off. You know, um, I asked her, I said, hey, Maria, uh, you know, is Sammy C here? You know, the guy that does the radio commercials for the local radio station. She goes, no, he's not here. He left. And I said, well, what about Mr. Gonzalez? He, uh, I, I don't know. He works on like the commercials or advertising or something. She goes, oh, he's not here either. She goes, what's going on? I said, well, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't prepared for this, but the vehicle's in the shop. There's no way I can drive it home and then drive back like Monday. So I was wondering if maybe possibly you could give me a ride to uh, Walmart so I can meet my cousin there and uh, I can just get the things we need and then go home. And she said, um, uh, uh, I'm still on the clock. I said, so that's a, yeah, you can take me. She goes, yeah, I can take you. I, then I told her, I said, are you sure? Cause it didn't sound like she was, you know, didn't want to give me a ride. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I'll take you, uh, you know, but I'm still working. She goes, I said, okay. I said, oh, that's fine. I'll just wait here. I said, oh, I'm in no hurry. Besides he's coming from Clagato is probably going to be about an hour before he gets here. So she fucking agreed to give me a ride to Walmart. Very simple. There's no, there's nothing difficult about that. But Eric, I mean, not Eric, uh, Mr. Gonzalez came back. And then uh, I told her, I said, oh, I'm going to talk to him real quick. So I walked over there, just talked to him, just trying to pass the time till five o'clock because it was, it was 4.20 when I got there. And it was about 4.40 when he got, when he got back, him and his sister. And I just told him, I said, hey, dude, I was wondering if you can give me a ride to Walmart. You know, I said, I asked her, I asked Maria, but Maria doesn't seem too sure. But uh, she said she'll take me anyways. Oh, I'm just trying to ask, you know, just to make sure it might be faster. And he says, no, I can't do it. You know, one of my bros, he fell off the ladder, broke his legs. So right after this, we're going to go visit him in the hospital. And I was like, right, yeah, that's fine, man. So then we just started talking about like, the, you know, advertising. And I just told him, I said, with uh, the podcast, I came up with uh, – keep your ears to the ground. And, you know, from there, he really got into it. telling me about some other stuff he worked on. Next thing you know, his sister showed up. She goes, you ready to go? He's like, yeah. He goes, well, you know, I got to go. We got to go. I mean, he goes out, but unfortunately we're going towards uh, Rehoboth medical center on the East side of Gallup. And I was going to the Northwest to Walmart. And I said, Oh no, that's all right, man. Maria's going to give me a ride. We walked over to the fucking uh, main main entrance or the, the secretary desk. This bitch was gone. Oh, man, that fucking pissed me off so bad. And I thought, well, maybe she's waiting for me. You know, I thought, and, you know, I don't have her phone number. And, you know, I don't, you know, fucking, I don't call her on a daily basis. So it's not like I could call her. And Eric and his uh, sister, I mean, yeah, well, anyways, the the advertising guy, him and his sister, they said, well, we got to go. I said, yeah, I, I know, man. So I just walked down the stairs with them. We're just talking. I said, man, I can't believe Maria did this to me, man. She fucking stood me up. Just all I'm asking is something really simple. I, I told Eric, um, ah, God damn it, the fuck is his name? Mr. Gonzalez, I keep calling him Eric. But anyways, 
I said, you know, all I asked, you know, was this. She could have said no, really simple. I said, but, you know, or she could have came up to me and asked me, oh, so you're going to catch a ride with him, uh, Mr. Gonzalez, to Walmart. And I would have said, no, actually, I'm just, you know, talking to him, just waiting for you. You ready? Let's go then. You know, and then just drop me off. And so that's what I was telling them. So I wanted to make sure they knew I was really upset with this fucking bitch. So anyways, um, man, I was so fucking pissed. I, my, my, uh, cause for one thing, um, my body was still sore from all that snow shoveling. And then my, one of my tooth was hurting and this cold air that was blowing every time I'd open my mouth, it'd go shoot right for that tooth, man. Oh, fucking A's. I was hurting so bad. And I was just, and, you know, I was just mad because it was also getting cold. And I was like, fucking bitch, man. All you had to do was drop me off at Walmart. Or all you had to say was, no, I don't feel like taking you or I don't feel comfortable. Or, no, that's okay. Can you ask someone else? You know, all these little no references she could have said to me. And I, I would have been pissed. I would have been upset. But I would have still respected her for uh, giving me at least some type of um, response. But the fact that she lied to me, you know, it's like, what'd you do that for? You know, it's, you know, and as I was walking away from downtown from the radio station, headed towards, um, you know, the train tracks and underneath I-40 bridge and trying to get to the other street, Maloney. Oh, man, I was just thinking about all the women, all the Navajo women that fucking burned me over the years. And I'm like, what the fuck did I ever do to these women that, you know, I have to get the fucking ass end of their attitude, you know, their lies. And, you know, obviously starting with my cousin, the one that was, uh, all, all the hard work I'd done for her. Then she turns around fucking tells me, Oh, you're not my brother. And, you know, and just kind of like playing off everything I did as nothing, you know, Oh, that's what really pissed me off trying to discredit me. That's when I push her ugly ass backwards and she fell over that cat carrier and, try to press charges on me of aggravated battery or assault or whatever the fuck. And so that right there, you know, she's a Navajo. The next one coming up is that fucking bitch from Clagato. Well, there's two of them, but one of them is the older lady. She's got bubble eyes and she's fucking ugly. She smells. She's the one that was saying that she was going to shoot anybody in the head. If she catches them breaking into someone's home and the fucking, Clagato chapter president at the time didn't say anything about it. You know, he's just real pussy. Just let her fucking speak deathly violence to about, you know, just the public. And if it was me saying that, oh, fucking everybody be up in arms. Oh, he shouldn't be saying that. He's a veteran, all this shit. So, so she's the other one where she just started giving me an attitude. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? You know, because I was, I joined that community land use planning and that's where she was just like throwing papers at me, sliding them at me. I was like, well, fuck you too. So that's how I'd pull it back to me. She's like, what's your problem? I said, you, you're my fucking problem. You know, that's when I tore up her fucking um, uh, paperwork for um, stipends and shit right in front of her face. And I just dropped it on the, on the ground. I said, well, fuck you too. You know, then comes a buck little witch who stole the money and stole the shirts and stole our uh, banner to this day. I don't know if she still has it, but. That's number three, or let's see, one, two, three, yeah. So those are three women, fucking Navajos. And then the fourth Navajo was um, 
the uh, current Navajo Veterans uh, Administration Executive Director, Bobby Baldwin, who just fucking gave me an attitude one day. Fuck, I wanted to smash her across the fucking face in her fucking smart-ass mouth, you know. But I kept myself, you know, under control. That's when I wrote a letter to the Executive Director at the time, James Warline, and said, hey, man, fucking put this bitch on a leash before I fucking do something about it, you know. So, um, so that's number four. Finally, number five, fucking Maria, just fucking ditching me like this. So all these Navajo women that I have to deal with, and, and there's, you know, in between, they're sprinkled, sprinkled in some other ones, but they all have a fucking privileged attitude, you know? And, uh, you know, to me, I'm just like, you know, just tripping out on them because for one thing, you know, what makes them so high and mighty that they got to treat you know, people the way they do. And then once they come across my path, you know, then they find out that not only do I bite back, but, uh, oh, oh, okay. Number six. Okay. Number six. All right. I forgot about this fucking bitch. The, uh, Navajo veteran network fucking president, that fucking bitch, you know, she's the one that's also, you know, like I get to get all this legal fucking advice and shit like that from. So six fucking Navajo women, and they're all fucking stuck up. They got fucking just attitude problems. And I don't really understand what the fuck is so wrong with what I do for them. You know, I help them out. You know, sometimes I'll joke with them, but I never take it too far. You know, I don't cross no line and make anything sexual. And I don't try to give double entendres or, you know, innuendo or anything. You know, I'm just trying to tell them, all right, man, you know, all right, I'll work with you on this. And, you know, yeah, our next project could be this and we'll get this, this and that done, you know, but for some reason that's never good enough for them. And then they want to turn around and make me the enemy, which I'm fine with. I'm like, fuck, go ahead. I never fucking liked you anyways, you know? So that's just my, you know, letting out steam about these privileged women, privileged res women, I should have said more or less, but, um, that's where it really kind of pisses me off that, you know, they would do that, take that low blow route and, you know, just to get away with, you know, themselves being not only conceited, but self-righteous and thinking they're fucking better than everybody. Their shit don't stink, you know, but all these women are just fucking ugly women, you know, and, um, I, I try not to discriminate, but they br bring it upon themselves, man. You know, I'm just doing my best to get to the next stage of where I need to be to make more pro programs, um, come to life. You know, that's all I'm doing. I ain't doing anything other really spectacular or, or out of what, out of the range that I could achieve, you know? So anyways, with that being said, you know, I just wanted to get that off my chest because, oh man, that's, it's really the, the, the number of negative Navajo women that is starting to pile up. It's like, fuck, man, I don't really see any value in them anymore, you know? And I'm just like, that's why I don't date Navajo women. I'm just very leery of them. Anyways, so, uh, you know, we can visit that subject again later. But let's finally go ahead and close the night with the final and fifth segment of the night for this podcast. And it'll be Greedy Reptilians. So stand by once again. <laughs> Wow. <laughs>